The Bull Radio Football Show. Hi, I'm Paul Cooney. Welcome to the next two hours here in Goal Radio. Cy Ferry is with us in the studio. Cy, he just said to me, is this station on 24 hours a day? I think you thought we were only on for two hours. I'm so far for reality, Paul. At the weekends, I can't tell you what I got up to at the weekends, Paul. That's why I'm not listening to Go Radio. Uh, the football fans, it was reality t- uh, shock on Wednesday night for Celtic. Massive shock. Uh, I was actually watching Disbelief when I seen that there was no striker playing for the start and I think it just went from bad to worse. Are we going to get into that? Huh? No, I think we'll move on. <laughs> uh, some hockey news coming in uh, and cricket as well. So first of all, we'll still start with Neil Lennon, who was asked today the first question then in the press conference. What about the players that are not showing the right attitude and want to go? Will they play? I don't want to elaborate on it, but we want them all here. We've got a big year ahead of us. And um, this is a, a difficult time of the year, as you know, pe- people are unsettled. But we want them all to settle down, you know, do what's best for the club. And that means winning the league and trying to make the best of what's left of the European campaign. It's been on the front pages, the back pages. And give us your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Across the city then, Rangers will be at Hamilton on league duty. What about Alfredo Morelos? Didn't appear last week. Will he feature this weekend? I'll make that decision uh, later in the day. We've still got a session this morning, so we'll analyse and assess where Alfredo's at. Uh, what I will say is we've definitely seen um, a difference in his application. Um, he has refocused himself into training well and working hard this week. Rob McLean, you got the goals last night in Europe at Aberdeen and Motherwell. Yeah, six of them, six of the best, uh, although I'm uh, still in shock about that expensive sheep, to be honest, uh, <laughs> on the subject of Aberdeen Football Club. £360,000 for a sheep. It was quite handsome, I have to say. Was it? A sheep. Yeah, a ram. Yeah, yeah it was cool. By the way, just, do you know where I'm going the night after the show? Where? Stevie Mallon's just to get my eyebrows done. Can I come as well? You fancy it? So this will be the last time you see these slugs that are sitting on the top of my head. Uh, yeah. And he'll give you a fake tan as well, apparently. Uh, buy one, get one free. Have you seen? Uh, have, you, uh, have you went back and looked at his eyebrows and tan? Uh, they're, they're perfect. Tremendous. You're obsessed with this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, I mean, yep. listening to Stephen Gerrard there about Alfredo Morales, yep. how quickly things change in the mad, mad world of Scottish football. Uh, one week, you know, he hasn't trained well, he hasn't shown enough interest, he's elbowed out of the first team squad. And uh, I would imagine he's very much now back in it. Uh, will he start, I wonder, at Hamilton tomorrow in the 5.30 kickoff? I would think every chance. So in the next two hours, you'll hear from Neil Lennon again. David Turnbull, who was uh, paraded today, the new signing from Mother well. Uh, Stephen Gerrard, as you heard there, more from the Rangers manager. Kemar Roof, the striker who came in a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we'll hear from him. And a couple of football legends, Derek Ferguson, uh, ex-Rangers, heart, Scotland player, Barry's uh, big brother. What a player he was. The better Ferguson, let's be honest. Uh, looking and player. Yeah. <laughs> and talking. Yeah. So Derek's going to join us. And uh, well, this man played for Hearts, played for Rangers, played for Celtic uh, and Scotland. And it was management in Coventry. And uh, we're looking forward to meeting Stephen Presley in about an hour's time he'll join us and he's got an insight into what everything that's going on really Rob we should stress yeah. that Elvis is not in the building he'll be on the phone <laughs> <laughs> the daddy as he used to call himself yeah. at Celtic what did they call him? the daddy oh the daddy really? oh, yeah, morning yeah. chops what um, a guy Stephen Presley <laughs> Ali what are the, uh, the matches this weekend then Friday night this is where the weekend starts on the Go Radio Football Show Ali what's coming up? we're absolutely buzzing yeah as Rob just mentioned the big game on Saturday is going to be Rangers and Hamilton that's kicking off at 5 
5.30 it's going to be on Sky and the big match on Sunday is going to be Celtic Motherwell at 3 o'clock but elsewhere on Saturday Kilmarnock are taking on Dundee United at home uh, Livingston Ross County and St Johnson against St Mirren and then on Sunday the other match 4.30 Hibs versus Aberdeen which I think will be quite exciting Yes, And some news that will indeed news coming in that up to three Scottish Premier games are set to be test events with fans on the 12th of September after government talks so we'd heard about this earlier in the week then it looked as though it wasn't happening so probably Rob what do you reckon Rangers home match with Dundee United and Ross County they've been asking for it with a match with Celtic yeah and I think yeah. one other game uh, is expected to be given permission to have some fans in as well and, and if those work out then all the top flight clubs could be hosting limited numbers of fans from the following weekend stressing the limited numbers but that's progress Si, it'll be great to get the fans back. Oh, we need the fans back. It's murder without them, isn't it? Even watching Celtic the other night, you know, if you had 60,000 there, what a, what, a, what a boost to get when there's 60,000 in the stadium. You Would it have been a different result? I think so. I think yeah. if the crowd get behind them in that last 20 minutes, Celtic can go and win in that game. So the sooner we get the, the crowd back, the better. Really? I'm used to playing in front of any fans anyway. So <laughs> what's the difference to me? And St Johnston will probably be the only club that the atmosphere will be worse when the fans get back in. No. <laughs> St Johnston fans yeah. are going to hate me again. Oh, yeah. By the way, no yeah. one asked you a question, Paul. I want to ask you. Yes. How was the holiday? I was fantastic. I heard you though. I heard you about the skinny jeans and all that. I was looking, all right. I see okay, you've got yeah. the baggier ones on today. Is that because you've got your wallet in them? <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. Sai, we want to ask you what you think about what happened the other night. And uh, Colin, you can speak to Sai. Uh, we had a great programme last night. Simon Donnelly was really frank about it uh, and what do you think Colin to Sai to Ali and to Rob phone in tonight Rangers fans were strangely quiet and you can imagine because you know they've nothing much to say about it they'll hear what, what were the Celtic fans saying is it time to panic is there going to be mass changes um, I don't think so but what do you feel Colin now 0808 17 17 700 or Ali on the socials yeah drop us a line on our socials all of are the same at Go Football Show or drop us a text go and your message to 874-74 and it's just your normal network rate before we get into that signing news coming in Rob some news that Kilmarnock are a really really good uh, established player coming back yeah Yusuf Malumbu is coming back Kilmarnock fans will be delighted about that it's going to be a third spell for him at the club he had made a big impact when he was there uh, before um, and that just might be a real kickstart for, for Kilmarnock I mean, he made his name, I guess, as a West Brom player at the really top level in English football. Uh, he had a short spell at Celtic, uh, then went back to Kilmarnock. But he's one of these guys that um, he cruises through games because of his quality, side, uh, And he also has a big influence on, on players around about him. Massive signing. Um, I think he was Kilmarnock's best player when he was there. I think Dicker and Power give you that dog, dog work, uh, the work hard. But like you say, I think Malumba's got the guile. You know, on the ball, he makes good decisions. At, at times Power and Dicker can be a bit rash on the ball I think Malumbu's the type that can actually can go and control a game for Kilmarnock and I think that's what they've been missing um, so massive signing for Alex Dyer and like you say guy that's played in the English Premiership played for Celtic massive in the dressing room as well for the for the young players at Kilmarnock Cy Ferry there's a slight uh, hint of the cold there I'm just yeah. mentioning this because you're training tomorrow <laughs> he has been Covid tested you're okay I'm fine I had, do you know what it's came for sending yeah. you those top, topless pictures of the window open <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in that group chat yeah, some, some guy moving <laughs> straight back to that open goal podcast <laughs> no, oh, uh, I'm just <laughs> waiting on the calls I, I call to that office yeah. to be sacked anytime, any, any day soon Cy training tomorrow morning then what's life like then at Peterhead 
which you are back training where, where are you doing it tomorrow? So we're, we've been back training we've done the bleep test during the week yep. which I won didn't want to say it on the radio but why not 32 year old you're telling everyone in the office do you know why I'm I'm so fit though it's running through Ridry, Proven Mill and Riccasey I choked her accent I've been getting chased off the young team all summer so I absolutely smashed the bleep test the boys are back in Dundee Saturday so be great to see everyone you miss that banter Paul do you know what I mean? So what's it like does the driver come a limo pick you up then and take you what's the routine tomorrow morning for Cy Ferry? I'm the mug that has to go and pick the bus up the bus. pick all the Glasgow well I think we're I think we're going to take five different cars so yeah. that everyone can kind of socially distance yeah. so I'll be taking a few boys up to, to Dundee on the bus we'll get a laugh we'll train and then we'll get back up the road and then you'll be playing just a few weeks time now you'll be back and then Betfred action and maybe up against Barry Ferguson yeah we've got a friendly organised with my big mates uh, James McPake who's a Dundee manager so yeah. we're going to play uh, Dundee at Dens on the 15th they're a good team good yeah. players so it'll be a good workout for our lads and then Straight in at the bet, Fred, to give Barry Ferguson his dinner. I can't wait. <laughs> we'll hear more about that. Let's hear then from Neil Lennon and let's get into things about Wednesday night. Uh, he was asked about the players that uh, he referred to. He didn't say who they were. Are they going to play? Yeah, absolutely. We want them to settle down. We want them just to do what they do best. They're, they're great lads. Um, I understand that, you know, sometimes there can be interest, but this is a great club. You know, we want harmony and I'm not saying there's been any agitation at all but sometimes you can lose a little bit of focus we just want them to get back on it and concentrate on the job that lies ahead so I've said what I said after the game I don't need to elaborate on it anymore Si, what did you make of it then overall? Oh well when the team came in and I seen there wasn't a recognised striker I mean Celtic shouldn't play a pre-season friendly without a recognised striker at Celtic Park so for it to happen in a European game I genuinely was baffled sitting watching the game uh, having played under Neil Lennon as a reserve manager and a first team manager it just it doesn't look like a Neil Lennon team to me no centre forward um, this slow side to side pointless passing for me possession back to centre half back to full backs defenders for me who would rather play with the ball than defend um, and then a goalkeeper but summed it up for me two minutes to go two went down under pressure the ball gets played back to a goal and he's trying to play it to a full back instead of kicking the ball up the pitch um, and I don't know maybe his philosophy has changed in 10 years since I've been there but then I think back to his Hibs teams mm-hmm. and they had, the Hibs teams were, were more exciting than the Celtic team for me this season you know his Hibs teams were boil with attack teams for 90 minutes and uh, I just think it's this, this Brent, it looks like a Brendan Rodgers team to me the same style of play as what Brendan Rodgers had at Celtic and that's no like Neil Lennon for me and he didn't start that way did he that first uh, couple of games uh, it was a Neil Lennon way of playing well January last after January it looked like a Neil Lennon team to me yeah. two up front yeah. when Neil Lennon was my manager and I was a midfield player your first thought can you pass the ball forward into your centre forwards can we play quick attacking football and uh, now I just see I see the defenders playing along the back you know when you're when I was a centre midfielder playing against his teams you'd be you'd be scared of losing the ball in the middle of the pitch because you knew that in one pass you could be a goal down mm-hmm. now when you lose the ball in the middle of the pitch it's back to the centre back across to the full back back to the centre across to the other side and it, it just seems to me that it gives the other, the other team so much time to get back into a compact shape and make it hard to play against them I think Celtic players should be taking more chances at home at Celtic Park. It's a real surprise though, isn't it, to hear about unrest at Celtic Park because the whole machine has been running so smoothly for so long, dominating everything domestically, good results in Europe as well. And I just think as well, there'll be be a lot of Celtic fans just waiting for this moment to pounce on Neil Lennon. Because because lots of them, lots of Celtic fans didn't fancy Neil Lennon when Brendan Rodgers left. They they saw it as a cut price option. And and what's kept them quiet all this time is Neil Lennon's success. The fact that he came back into the job, um, 
you know, kept things moving, improved things in many, many respects, the results, the, the trebles, Europe and all the rest of it. But suddenly now that result against Ferenc Varos uh, and a lot of the, the, the Celtic fans are being for blood. And that's it. Who, who could replace Brendan Rodgers? You know, the players hung on Brendan Rodgers every word. Yeah. They were mad on his philosophy, his way of working. Anyone coming into that job would have, would have found it tough. And I think Neil Lennon did. Early doors, I'm, I was saying the same thing as I'm saying now, last season, when he first took over. Does it still look like a Brendan Rodgers team? They went away in January to Dubai. I think he got his own points across and they came back and as I said, they looked like a Neil Lennon team. He needs to do that again. I remember when he first got the Celtic job, what was it he said, I'm going to bring the Thunder back to Celtic Park. And that's what he needs to do again. You know, if these players are not happy with the way that Neil Lennon wants to play, then he needs to get them out. Because ultimately, you're, if these guys want to play Brendan Rodgers style of football, that's not what Neil Lennon's about. So, I know that John Kennedy's heavily, heavily influenced by Brendan Rodgers style of play. I, I think that John takes a lot of the training. Um, but if your manager's not got that same beliefs and it's kind of split opinions then players are in that, that medium position where they don't know whether but does the manager want us to pass it forward do we want to keep the ball so if I'm Neil Lennon now I'm getting my points across straight away now I'm changing the thing if you don't want to be here and play under my style of football then on you go and I'll get guys in that want to do it and that starts at Motherwell yeah yep. and, uh, tough match I would love to see them go two up front I know it's tough. I don't know if Edouard's going to be fit, but even if it is Kilmala, put two up front with Ajeti. Go and attack teams. Get the ball forward into your centre forwards. Go and play at a pace and attack teams. So lots of people were saying yesterday, yeah, but Celtic dominated, but you saw it differently. They had 70% of the play. That's not enough. Dominate. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to rant here. Do- dominate, dominating, <laughs> game, dominating a game for me is not having the ball. Yeah. Because the, the opponents have set up to li- allow you to have the ball. Because they know that if they sit and stay compact... If they bin the ball off you and they put the ball over the top of you, there's a chance that they'll get they'll get a, a shot and goal. It's the same with the Kilmarnock game. You know, you have 70% possession, but every time Kilmarnock won the ball back, they spin the ball in the channel and is it Kabamba, the striker? Yeah. was first to it. Yeah. And it was the same, it was a carbon copy for me uh, uh, Wednesday night in Europe. I think, um, I think this is a dangerous game for Celtic yeah. on Sunday uh, against Motherwell. Yes, David Turnbull has gone. He's, he's been unveiled as a Celtic player today. Um but Motherwell have turned a corner last night with those with those five goals yeah. against Glentoran. That this is probably all they needed was a, was to win a game, score some goals, mm. find a little bit of confidence, and even even losing David Turnbull. I mean Liam Polworth, your pal, you, you really yeah. like him as a player. I would imagine he'll come in. Uh, he'll probably play that play that Turnbull's position, and and I I think just I think Motherwell at, even at Celtic Park could be really awkward opposition for Celtic on Sunday. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not a perfect game for you after that result. But what and I hear these people say dominate the game, but how many shots on goal? How many go, how many shots did the other team's goalie have to save at Celtic Park? Twenty five, I think. But the goalie yeah. saved twenty. No, no, there's twenty five shot, shots. Yeah. How many? How many? I can't remember the goalie making a save. How many? Can yeah. you? I remember and Cham hit the bar. The bar. Yeah. Christie's goal is a deflection, but yeah. Celtic playing fair on it, it should be a bombardment. Yeah. Crosses in the box constantly. You know, you think back to the Celtic teams that, that done well in Europe. Chris, it was constant balls in the box for Sutton, Larson, and, and I went and watched games with Brendan Rodgers in Europe at Celtic, and it was the same thing. And the atmosphere goes at Celtic Park. You need to be on the front foot against these teams, and it just there's no that that buzz in in, in the play in the in Europe for me now. Yeah, let's hear from Neil Lennon about uh, David Turnbull. And we've brought in David Turnbull, you know, so I'm absolutely delighted about that. I've got a brilliant young Scottish talent who, you know, we wanted him this time last year. You know, he's overcome, you know, a lot of obstacles and that speaks volume for his character. And I think he's a top player and we want him to flourish here. 
I mean, what a year it's been for him, Rob, to come back, that mental resilience, but also to be unveiled now with everything that's going on. As you said a moment ago, it's hard to believe that Celtic, you know, after the match going out and then the manager saying, there's people here, was it about five people that maybe don't want to be here? And that's what everyone wants to know. Who are they? Are they going? Or are Celtic going to keep them? And it's unfair to the other ones then, unless at some point we know who they are. Yeah, and it was interesting to get Stephen Cregan's uh, views on on uh, David Turnbull the other night. He's worked with him closely, of course, his, the Motherwell connection. Um, and he reckons, I mean, my, my question was, well, you know, should he not get it, you know, go back on loan to Motherwell so he keeps on playing after the after the surgery? But but Stephen Cregan's view is that, that that he will ruffle feathers in there. He will he will elbow his way into that starting lineup for for Celtic, and then you wonder, well, who's getting elbowed out? And that's and as I've said before, David Turnbull will be coming to Celtic to hang on Neil Lennon's every word. He'll have he'll sold the club to him. He'll have sat with him. He'll told him his views and how he wants to play. And they're the types that you need. You know, if there's players in there that that aren't happy with Neil Lennon's style of play, then as I said, I would go on. You go then. I'll play David Turnbull. So if it is, it's been reported that Olivier Cham doesn't want to stay. Let him go. Go and get money for him and, and get guys in that want to be there. Guys like David Turnbull, who for me will take a chance, who will look to play forward, who will look to score goals. Um, so for me, it's a great signing for Celtic, and uh, I need to get to the stage now where um, Neil Lennon needs to be ruthless. If uh, reputations need to go out the window now for this last year, you know, if you think that somebody doesn't want to be there and isn't doing it, on you go. We'll get guys in that want to come and win ten in a row with Celtic. Most people listening tonight won't be able to believe it. Imagine playing at Celtic or Rangers. You could go for ten in a row at Celtic. You're in the Champions League, and there was something definitely missing the other night. No question. But where, where are these guys expecting that they're going to go? Yeah. Because they've not done well in Europe. So well, what? T- other than Edward, for me, who who yeah. who else thinks they're getting a big move? I don't. I, I would love to know. It's, it's, got a, to be, it's a bit like Morellas coming yeah. back in for Rangers, isn't it? You know, if if he wants to to get this move and Rangers get the money that they're after for him, if if the sale is to go through, then Morellas needs to get back fit and scoring goals again. Otherwise, the price isn't going to be right for Rangers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And just sorry, last button selling. And you hear maybe if it is higher, go then go yep. go go higher. Go and go to a team that you think you can go. To. Go and get Shane Duffy, mm-hmm. a Celtic fan who wants to come <laughs> to the club. Yep. Who wants to play for Celtic? Get him in. What's the issue there? Is it two million they want? It's a loan deal, but they would have to pay two million and his wages, which I don't know what they would be. I think I've seen he's on thirty-five grand a week, which right. is probably yeah. a wee bit out of Celtic's mm-hmm. um, budget. But after last night, and if people do want to go, then you just need to spend that extra bit of money to get him in. What do you think? Give us a call. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. We'll be back. We're going to speak to Derek Ferguson. We'll look at Rangers, and uh, we'll be talking about Morellas as well after the break. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney, welcoming you back. Thanks for kicking off the weekend with us. We're here Monday to Friday, 5 till 7, and it's the home of uh, Grado is there with uh, Crofty and Adele at breakfast. I don't know why I always do it the other way around. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I know <laughs> they, listen, they listen to the show uh, all the time, as Sai is now going to do as well. Simon Ferry is here, Rob McLean, Ali Defoy, and delighted to welcome now onto the programme. Uh, well, we always said a Rangers legend, fantastic player at Rangers Hearts in Scotland, then brother of Barry Ferguson, and now the dad of Lewis Ferguson. Derek, good evening. Good evening, how are you? Really well, thanks. How about you? I'm very well, uh, very well. Yeah. Nice to, uh, it's the first time I've uh, been on this show, so I didn't know about it until I think it was a couple of weeks ago. My, my two yeah. uh, sons, my two older sons, yeah. I know Lewis. I know I'm famous as being Lewis. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and my two, my two boys had told me about it. So, uh, um, when I knew that the famous Cy Ferry was <laughs> on it, 
Uh, yeah. Delighted to come on. You still came on. Exactly, Sai, you're, you're through. I, I wonder, Derek, before we go to Sai, we just wonder, is the balance of power about to change in this city with, uh, you know, Rangers now seeing a, a chink there at Celtic with it in the, in the armoury, just going out of Europe in August? I think it's far too early to kind of make that call. Uh, I think like, a lot of the Rangers supporters uh, around about Christmas time, well, New Year, going into New Year, uh, was hoping that Rangers were going to go and win the title, but Celtic were a wounded animal. And as you would expect, you know, a team that have won nine in a row, uh, you know, when they're hurt, when they've been uh, maybe kind of kicked about a bit in terms of the, the abuse that they might get from the media and fans, they reacted in a positive way, changed the formation, and their big players came to the fore and, you know, and they showed why they've been champions for so long. Derek, uh, most important question, how you doing mate, you alright? I'm great Si, how are you mate? I'm, I'm missing you. you, I'm missing you as well mate I'm, um, Do you know who I'm missing more though, Carol, how's she? Oh by the way, she's just <laughs> mad on the cake, so she has Si I tell you what I'm missing, a wee Guinness and Bailey's Chaser Oh, oh how nice was that? Saying. How good, by the way, how nice was it at the time But I tell you what, my legs were all early place <laughs> later where, on where, that night Where was this Si? Well, yeah. you've got a few stories about this Right? So <laughs> me, Derek Ferguson and Frank McAvenny got chucked to a pub in Glasgow at 2 o'clock during the day How do you do that? Oh, during the day? 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and then and Derek, what about when you were standing in George <laughs> What about when you were standing in George Square after a night? Tell that one Well, my, my good lady had come in to pick us up And uh, she'd come in with Lewis And I was in George Square, the middle of George Square And I got a tap on the shoulder And I just thought it was a a normal punter, a normal guy, and uh, and he says, listen, uh, a car's waiting for you over there. Uh, I think it's your wife. And it was actually Lewis. He just skipped cap on. I didn't even know him. That's how drunk I was the idea with you guys. But no, listen, it was brilliant. See the stories when you get with yourself, and yeah. especially Mark as well. You know, he's absolutely hilarious. Love a wee day with Marker. We'll do a, a, we'll do a late night version of the programme after midnight <laughs> when we'll get Derek on with Cy. Um... What about uh, your brother's on here as well, yeah. Derek? How did he manage that, to get... Your brother Barry's on. How did he manage to get all that hair and you've got that swimming cap on? By the way, don't go there with the hair because <laughs> Rob McLean was slaughtering me oh, no, last Derek. Saturday. By the way, Rob, I couldn't believe he... Because remember, James, James McFadden, yeah. had says, oh, oh, I feel like tearing my hair out. And I looked up at you. <laughs> I know. Obviously I know. James has had that wonderful transplant. He looks a million dollars. Have you put him no, in an application? Listen, I, have you put him in an application to get some no, of his? No, I'm just going to deal with the cards I've been dealt. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I don't go down that route. Derek, were you, were, were you, were you watching uh, <laughs> last night? Did you, were you watching Lewis for Aberdeen last night? Yes, I was. Uh, what, what about, uh, what about the... I want to ask you about the penalty. When he won the penalty, what was the conversation, do you think, with Ryan Hedges? I mean, Ryan Hedges ended up taking the penalty and completing his hat-trick for Aberdeen against Runovic last night. But uh, uh, Lewis looked as if he might have an interest in taking that one himself. No, Robert, I turned around to my two boys and I said, I bet you uh, Lewis gives it to Hedges because Hedges obviously come on, made an impact, had the two goals... And the chance of getting a hat-trick, you know, and no many players get a hat-trick at the highest level of football, certainly playing in the Premier League. So I had no doubts that Lewis was going to hand them the, the ball. Uh, as I say, they're, they're good friends as well, not just uh, on the part, but off the part, obviously. But, uh, Was there not no, a wee debate Lewis, about it, no? 
No, 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 I bet you, I've, I've actually not spoke to him the day, Rob, but uh, I'm going to give him a wee call later, but no, I'm sure uh, it was in Lewis's mind that to give uh, Hedges that opportunity, uh, I mean, there's no question he was going to give them a ball. What, what a week he's had though, Lewis. Uh, scored against Livingston, the penalty last Sunday, 21st birthday on Monday, then he scored the, the first goal ahead of last night as well. What, what a time he's having. Yeah, well, listen, he's... Uh, he loves his football. He's enjoying it up at Aberdeen. He's been well looked after. Uh, and the goals that have come up, even last night, looking at it, Rob, they started pretty slow at the start and they needed something to get them going. And what Lewis seems to do is he comes up with a goal at the crucial moment, yeah. moment when you need something. And uh, he gave them that wee kick start. And from that, you know, Maine gets his, his goal of the night. And, uh, but the second half, they seem to enjoy their football. Uh, I think Derek McInnes has said that. Well, a lot of good players in that squad, but for me, I think that there's a lot more to come from Rob. And yeah. you saw signs that they they can produce. They need, to, I mean, you, they need to produce more of that. And uh, but for and Lewis, in respect to Lewis, I mean, he, he's loving it. It's been a brilliant move for him. I knew that myself. I knew that Derek and his coaching staff would look after him. I was a bit wary because of the connection, obviously, with my brother and myself with the Rangers, with Aberdeen fans. Mm. But, Rob, I've got to say the Aberdeen fans uh, took him uh, to their heart yeah. and they've been absolutely first class with him. And he turns up in the limo as your chauffeur as well. It's incredible. <laughs> 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 but, uh, Derek, I, I watched him the first game of the season against Rangers and he played that deeper role. For me, it suits him a lot better getting in the opposition box, eh? Sai, he plays in a number of roles. Yeah. Uh, he can sit in front of the back four. Uh, yeah, he can get beyond the strikers. He's also been deployed as a, a man marker in a few games, uh, certainly last season. So uh, there's there's a few roles th- that he can play. Uh, I prefer him when he's let off the leash a little bit yeah. uh, because he loves that just box to box. But you've got to remember, Sai, is Talking about him as an attacking midfielder, he likes to mix. He likes to mix it a little bit. He likes the physical side. He loves a tackle. That's probably one thing we've had to put the kind of restraints on him because, <laughs> uh, as you know, he had a couple of red cards, and mm-hmm. even in the, the academy with with, with Aki's, he, he he found himself, you know, kind of having an early bath. So, but you know, we had a wee chat with him, and I'm sure that obviously up at Aberdeen. You know, if I've a word or two. So, yeah, listen, in this day and age, it's a lot different from when I played, Si. You could thunder into tackles. You've got to be acute. You've got to be clever in this day and age. So, he's learning his trade and he's getting better as he goes on. So, but uh, that's credit to Lewis. What about this weekend? So, Rangers at Aki's tomorrow, half past five. Derek, um, we heard Stephen Gerrard earlier saying that Morella's he's in the mix for this weekend. It's been a strange one, hasn't it? The close season. We all thought he was leaving. What's your take on it with Morella's? Well, he said a little kick up the backside uh, from the manager, quite rightly so, because his his fitness uh, has been found wanting. Uh, his attitude, even sometimes in the games, you know, he's not he's not been like the Morellas of old. Uh, certainly since the turn of the year when they come back from Dubai. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason, he's, I mean, it's well documented that his head's been turned. But listen, he's got to realise he's a young man. He's 24-year-old. He's playing at a huge club. The fans love him. Uh, look at the surroundings, even where he trains. Sometimes guys have got to get a reality check. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's not going out and working like, 12 hours a day or, or 10 hours a day. 
he's playing football. It's a brilliant lifestyle. And do you know something? It goes by you in an absolute mm-hmm. flash. So Morelos, he's got to kind of, he's got to have a look at himself. Whoever advises him, Rob, you know, hopefully they've had a wee chat with him as well. And if he, if he wants a move, the best way to get it is to produce yeah. in the park. Don't go about, don't sulk, get out there, play, and also have a wee bit of respect as well for the rest of the squad members, the rest of the team members, and as well as Gerard as well, because, you know, he's backed him to the halt mm-hmm. when it had been so easy, you know, for, for uh, kind of, uh, just oust him out of the club or just leave him out of things. So I think he should reward Stephen Gerrard uh, and the rest of the players. I'm not even talking about the fans yet, but reward them with performances, with goals in the park, because I think they deserve it. So you'd, you'd keep Morelos? I w- listen, if, at the moment, uh, if he wants to be there, if he wants to play, of course, I fit Morelos and somebody that he's, his head's in the right place. He's, he's a best striker. I know Itton it and, and Roof have come in, but, uh, but when he's on it, when he's at it, Rob, yeah. he's a hell of a player for yeah. Rangers. So, uh, it's a lot of goals uh, to replace, but, isn't it? It certainly is, you know, and that's, that's a worry. It'd be a worry for Steven Gerrard, uh, a lot of the fans as well, you know, that, that, that watch the games, that go to the games. But uh, but obviously, I like the boy Ruth because he looks, he looks, kind of not a bad, but kind of similar, maybe not as physical as Alfredo. But listen, if you want your move, if you want to kind of, if, it, if it's going to be a wheel or whatever, go and produce it out in the park. Derek, you're obviously a centre midfielder as well. We have a big debate on here about the two centre midfielders. Uh, what would be your preferred combination in there? Uh, I mean, I'll always, I've always liked Steve Davis. Yeah, same. Uh, so I have, I, again, it's fitness-wise. I know, we know he's getting on in years, but uh, but again, you've got you've got the uh, Jack. Sorry, I'm just Jack Kamara, Rebo Arfield. But I like Kamara as well. But I, I like Steve Davis because, just because of the experience he has. Uh, I like Jack for his bite. Uh, in there but sometimes I mean we'll go back to that Livingston game side and there was a big debate about it did they need the two sitting midfielders I don't think so but uh, if there was going to be just one holding midfielder it would certainly be Jack but if you're getting in there and against maybe the better teams i.e. the Celtics the Hibs the Aberdeens if it's for me the pairing would be Jack and Davis Derek before you go we've got John on the line a Rangers fan from Stewarton John, good evening. Hello. Hello, hi. Hi, John. How you doing, John? Yep. Hi. Hello. Easy with, easy with it. Hello, hello. Right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right John. <laughs> You're on. John, what do you want to say? Derek, it's just to you. It's just to see what you think of this formation. Gerald's been playing for the past two years. It's one is absolutely nothing. Do you think he should be switching up to maybe a 4-4-2 or maybe even a 3-5-2? I don't think he will, John. I, I think it's uh, for formation. It's just uh, yeah, I think he should. I'll just kind of commenting on there. You, you could play uh, with one sitting midfielder. That means obviously you get an extra player and, and the, the final third. And what I would like would be an extra striker at times. Uh, yep, we know that's his preferred formation, the four-two-three-one. But uh, it maybe change. But, Against certain opposition, most opposition are going to sit in. So, I mean, you've got the two lads that have come in, Roof and Nitton. Hopefully, Morelis is still going to be there. So, what it, what it gives them, John, is it gives them those options. But uh, 
I'm not so sure he's going to kind of come away from it. But I know what you're saying. But John, there's been an improvement and you know oh, something yeah. and it's and I think what he's done this season and I quite like what he's done in terms of he's done his business early. He's got the players yeah. in that he's wanted. We look pretty secure at the back, uh, and obviously with the addition of these two guys and if we can keep Morelis, then we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Well, I, I, absolutely, I completely agree. I just don't agree with two sitting midfielders when you're playing a team that maybe averages three shots in 90 uh, minutes against yeah. you. I just don't see the point in it, to be honest. Why, why not get more yeah, strikers on the park? Yeah, John, totally agree, agree with you uh, in that respect as well. I think when you're up against uh, teams, even like Kilmarnock last Saturday, yeah. who sat in as well, I think it's nice to have that extra body. Even in the box, when it's going to be congested, because mm-hmm. all it takes is a ball just to drop to you, a wee second ball. You've got an extra man in there, more chance of putting it at the back of the net. John, Derek, Absolutely. let's hear from Stephen Gerrard then. Who is he going to play up front? What I will say is we're in much better shape from an attacking point of view in terms of options to use. We're not heavily reliant on one person. Um, and I'm hoping to have Jermaine before ready after the break as well. So yeah, I welcome the tough decisions in that area of the pitch. John, do you think this is going to be the season for Rangers to win the title? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't see why not. Wow. <laughs> I love how happy you are about that. Yeah. Oh, the confidence. After the other night. Yeah. Come on. Derek, do you agree? After... Yeah. Derek? Well, listen, uh, there's been a, a huge improvement. I think Stephen Gerrard's got the players in that he wanted. As I say, he'd done his business early. But as I said earlier, they're a wounded animal, mm-hmm. Celtic. And uh, when you're kind of starting to count them out, that's when they respond to that. The thing is, we've got a title challenge. The, the two of them are going to go to you know, uh, all through the season. I believe it's going to go right down to the wire. And I think John and a few others know we're making a loyalty rest. <laughs> of course. <laughs> were you surprised when Neil Lennon said that a number of players want to go and they can go? Very surprised, John, because you've got to, uh, Rob, because you've got to be careful. With that dressing room, I mean, Sai's still playing. He's in that kind of uh, that scene, and you know, of one or two down tools, that can affect some of the other guys in there. I think Neil wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, sometimes, you know, I would, if, if I was in there, Celtic, you know, part, and you've had a, a defeat that's a sore one, you know, maybe one of the other guys should have went out and done the press conference. But uh, you can see he's hurting. You see that there's one or two that he's not happy with. But uh, until you get them out the door, the the players that you don't want, you've got to keep them with you, and that's that's probably a job that uh, Brown and maybe McGregor, more of the experienced boys, uh, they've got a job to do in that dressing room. But, uh, but yep, he's got to be careful, and I, I was a little bit surprised because I'm not talking about a, a young manager, yeah. Neil Lennon is a very he's a vastly experienced manager. So yes, I was very surprised. Derek Ferguson, what's your match this weekend then? Are you are you covering it? One of the games? I'm off to Livingston tomorrow, Rob. Livingston and Ross County. Really looking forward to it because Livingston, I thought they played particularly well against Aberdeen. Yeah. If they, they took their chances, might have been a different result. And obviously Ross County, uh, I've been, I mean, what are they, eight points I've got already? Great they're, start, they're yeah. yeah. They've been, in the football they've played in Vigers, Draper in the middle of the park and you've got the Boy Stewart, Mackay, Gardine as well. So they're a good football inside, like to watch them. Uh, and it's a real kind of 50 50 game tomorrow, but certainly one that Livingston, you know, they're 
I mean, two points, it's a real surprise because they were excellent last season. So they're still trying to find their feet a little bit and they'll be looking to climb the table. So hopefully, Rob, looking, looking forward to a good game. Derek, last question for me, Si. I want to see where your lo- loyalties lie here. Peterhead versus Kelly. <laughs> who, who you want to win? Good question. Yeah. Oh, do you know something? I've got a lot of loving for you, Si. I know you do, <laughs> mate. I love you too. <laughs> I'm, and do you know something? My granny and my... Uh, Granda Buchanan used to stay up in Peterhead. My right. Granda Buchanan was a roof sheeter. Uh, that's from my mum's side. So I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with you, sir. <laughs> yeah, so I tell my Derek. Barry will be listening. His head will be exploding right now. <laughs> ah, so what? Uh, I mean, I head up to that northeast quite often. So, yeah, there you go. What a man, I'll Derek. tell you, isn't he? Barry's on on Monday night. Derek Ferguson, I hear him on Radio Scotland. He's great. <laughs> He's been sensational tonight I here on the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks very much. We're back just after this. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. And that's the number for your calls as well. We're going to Summerston. Davey's on the line. Davey, good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Hi, Davey, great. Thank you. Yeah, we're good. The weekend's here. Davy, what's in your mind? You're a Celtic fan. It's been uh, some week for you. It's, it certainly has. I mean, I, I still can't believe that we lost that game in yep. Wednesday night. And I suppose my question is, is you know, we've seen before when, when we went out of kind of Champions League qualifications early that we, we tend to kind of sell on some of our bigger players. But, but given that we've got 10 in a row, um, you know, we're, we're trying to go for 10 titles in a row this season, just want to know if the panel think that if Celtic will still spend big to try and secure that, or do they think that they'll kind of basically downsize and sell on some of the bigger players like Edward Encham Ayer and bring in cheaper um, replacements Simon Ferry well it all depends who wants to go doesn't it um, Neil Lennon will know himself who is actually pushing for a move do you know who it is no I don't know but I've, <laughs> I've seen reports I've seen yeah. reports the same so, as Encham Ayer and, yeah. but um, if they go you need to get guys in and as I say you need to get guys in that want to come and play for Celtic if these guys don't it's, su- it's such a big season Neil Lennon now needs to be ruthless, you know. Um, as Derek said previously, if you've got one or two bad eggs around the place, it affects everyone, especially if these guys are your players, bigger players. You know, it really does. It drifts all the way down to the youth team. So Neil Lennon needs to have a, a real good think of who he thinks wants to be at Celtic and who doesn't. I'm sure they've got uh, options in mind who to bring in. Um, for me, the only one that you couldn't afford to lose would be Edward. For me, if Ayer or Incham or Christie want to go, let them go. And get people in who can who want to come in and play for Celtic. But Edward for me is, is unsellable. You cannot let him go. But you will have agents in Edward's ears telling him that he could make fifty, sixty thousand pounds a week, and that's that's when it becomes hard to keep these players. And, and what you don't want to do as well is offer any encouragement to Rangers. Right. Rangers will be loving any hint of unrest or disarray at Celtic, yeah. and the chance to shift the balance of power. You were talking about that earlier on, yep. Derek Ferguson. Um, Davey, that's the last thing uh, you want, isn't it, to, to be encouraging the, the big rival? Well, of course. I'm, I'm just more worried about Hibs or Alan Rangers, to be perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, know, I know what you mean, um, because I think Rangers up until Christmas last year, um, you know, they, 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 they seemed pretty confident that once they came back for that winter break, they sort of fell apart a wee bit. And I think, you know, we don't want to give them any encouragement at all. You know, we never want to just blow them right out of the water, you know, and have the, the league done and dusted for February and March and just relax. And just have a few months of celebrating ten in a row, going to different places, you know. <laughs> That'd be nice. But Davy, would you would you want to keep a hold in Cham and Christine Iyer if they want to leave? You know, I, I thought in Cham played really well the other night, and I, th- I think any time I've seen him kind of this season, and obviously the, the, the game against Lazio last season over in Rome, he, he, he played brilliant. I think on his day, he's, he's a really good player. 
But I think he's one of these guys that, that could possibly bring the dressing room down. I've no doubt he's one of the guys that's kind of demanded Champions League football or he wants to go elsewhere. And you know, I think we've seen Turnbull the other day as well. I'm not saying he's a ready-made replacement for Encham, but the young boy is terrific. Mm. You know, could we afford to lose Encham? We probably could. Um, Edward, no, we probably can't. Um, I think, you know, out of the three of them, Ayer, Encham or, or Edward, Edward has to be the one that, that has to stay. I can agree. You know, I can kind of see Encham's yeah. gripe as well. You know, yeah. the fact that he. He's not played his position You know He's a top quality ah, player For me and Cham and, and when he does play He's getting shifted Into positions That for me Are not his positions Olivia and Cham Should be getting A fair crack at the whip As a two In a centre midfield Partnership So for that reason And it's not like McGregor and Brown Have started the season On fire You know That's the last three games Where they've not been At their best yeah. And if I'm in Cham I'm chatting the, the, the manager's dressing room Saying why, why am I not Getting a shot in my position So I can kind of ah, see Where in Cham's coming from To be honest yeah. I know, That's what I'm saying I think when he's you know, when he's on his game, he's brilliant. And any time yeah. he's come in this season, um, he's, he's been superb. You know, I thought I thought he had a great game the other night. To, to be honest, you know, and I, I said at the start, I, I, I can't believe we, 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 we get beat. Mm. The night, you know, but again, it comes down to with, with all that possession and all these chances. And we never played a recognised striker. You know, we, we have eight million pound worth of strikers sitting in the bench, and you're thinking, if they're not ready to come or play, they shouldn't even be in the bench. So, what does it say about Kamala, for example, side? Well, I've yeah. said it since yeah. the start, Paul. Kamala, Kamala's not a Celtic player for me. I've only yeah. seen bits here and there, but he's, he's just not got that touch and link up play that you need for a, for a centre forward at Celtic. And do you know what? I think Callum McGregor could play that, that number 10 role. I remember seeing Callum playing against him at Notts County. He went down there and he scored about 14 goals. Playing, I know it's not his county in League One, but he's you, got. You he, played against him. I played against yeah. him. He's got that ability to take the ball in the half turn and get shots with his left and right foot. I don't think Encham's that type of player. I think he's better being one of the deeper ones that drops off, takes it from a fullback. And like I'm saying, one of the guys that wants to play forward passes, dig, long diagonals, looking to slip people in. Um, I'm surprised that they've not switched it, even for a wee 15 minutes in the second half. Go and switch McGregor and Encham. So um, I can definitely see why Encham's, Encham's frustrated. Mm-hmm. Davy? I, I mean, I, I, I agree with that as well. And I, I think Callum McGregor, I think, could probably, you know, he could play that kind of deep sitting role for Celtic or he could play that kind of number 10 role as well. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I think Callum McGregor's really underrated. I know he gets a lot of recognition, but since that boy had a Latin name, he'd, have been, he'd be getting priced at 50, 60 million. And I'm not exaggerating, right. but he's, he's Scottish. He's got a name like Callum McGregor and he yeah. plays in our league. Well, and that, that's, that's how he, I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves. Well, Si, what you were saying earlier, you know, who would want the players? And we're not saying Callum McGregor hasn't been mentioned. He's a fantastic yeah. player and I think he would be wanted in England. Yeah, I mean, I think Brendan Rodgers is a massive fan of Callum yeah. McGregor. That's no, that's yeah. no uh, shock to anyone. But I think if Callum McGregor became available, I think he could be one that, that could go and play in the English Premier League definitely but I don't think Callum McGregor's one that wants a move you know I think he's quite happy I, I think he's a natural successor at Scott Brown captaincy uh, I, I you, sp- yeah, you speak yeah. to Kieran Tierney and he says that it will be McGregor after Brown goes so I think McGregor's one that wants to be there and Rob Ayete a, a Ayete a um, he needs game time that's that's so obvious the other night is he going to play this weekend is he going to start well you would hope so wouldn't you um, I mean Pitch him in there. Why? Why? Why not pitch him in there the other night? I yeah. couldn't. You know, when you, when you don't have a central striker, um, and you've paid good money for for him, and he scored at Tanadice. Even if he does tire, even if he does struggle later on in the game, get him in from the start. Uh, make get get this get the, the the plan right from the start. Have a centre forward in the team. Have somebody that you can play around. The fact that he scored a goal on his on his <laughs> debut, yeah. full of confidence. <laughs> yeah. Put him up front, like Rob says, sixty minutes. If it isn't working, then go and try your Christie up front. Try something different. Um, 
And it's affecting James Forrest for me. You know, I feel sorry for James Forrest because yeah, I know I, James Forrest. I know what he wants to do. Yeah. James Forrest wants to get the ball, go to his full back and put a cross in the mm-hmm. box. But when you're a winger and you've not got a natural centre no forward t- in the box, yeah. Ryan Christie keeps pulling the edge of the box. There's nobody in the box for James Forrest to cross the ball, isn't there? So what he ends up doing is what I've said earlier, that keeping possession, mm-hmm. going back to a full back, back to a centre back. Instead of getting the ball and going attacking people, what he's good at. So it's affecting the whole team for me. You need to play with a centre forward at Celtic. David, do you agree with that? About James Forrest? I agree with that. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, I like James Forrest. I know he, gets, he seems to get a, a, kind of, a bit of a, a hard time for, for some section of the fans. Mm-hmm. I, I actually like him. You know, mm-hmm. That's his 400th game he played the other night. I agree as well. He likes to get in at the boats. For me, my only criticism before is sometimes he takes that a touch too yeah. extra you know. but I think Celtic last night and especially against Dundee United last week too much of this tippy-tappy stuff yeah. in the box you know maybe there was you know, I think that the shot that we had it was Christie and he scored it was a deflection but there's, there's far too much of this like take an extra touch in the box and, and he's the only one that's probably really capable mm. of that close contact in the box is Edward yeah. and he showed it yeah. um, you know last week uh, and he done that but what you're saying about Ajeti as well I, I don't know why he never started the other night he, he comes off the bench he scores against Dundee United we should have kept that going him <laughs> Even if he's only one for 50, 55 minutes, 60 minutes, and then come off as you see, and then try something else differently um, with Christie up front. But for me, I just have started the other night. See, see, sorry yeah. on that. See, even the fact definitely should have started. But even when it goes one-one, I'm I'm expecting Ajeti to have his tracksuit top off and ready to go on at one-one. Yeah, because yep. they were there for the they were done. They were oh, there for the taking. Get a centre forward on and go and win the game. I was really surprised. As I say, that's. That's not the Neil Lennon I remember. I remember he put a, a Tony Watton against Barcelona. <laughs> and you know, look what happened. A striker, a striker against Barcelona, <laughs> but we're playing midfielders yeah. against Ferenc Varos. Wow. Yep. But yeah. it just doesn't yeah. seem it Great doesn't point. seem like him to me. Davy, thanks very much for your call. Thanks no for worries, calling. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Next up, we're uh, going to Hugh in Lanark. Hi, Hugh. You were on a couple of weeks ago, I think. Hugh, good evening. Hi, good evening. How about I was good. on the other night. The other oh, night. Yeah, I remember yeah, you. What a yeah. man, yeah. Because Paul's been on his holidays. I was away on Monday. Yeah. So right, you're back. You're back on. On a Monday night. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say I told you so, but I did tell you the deal with the Thursday with Turnbull. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I can't remember you, you saying that actually. Here, did you? Did you say that? Go on, go on, listen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm only winding you up. Get, get the tapes out. Get the podcast on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I won't listen to your podcast anymore. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway um, I'm obviously going to talk about well, Muller's victory last night was immense for us. Yep. That's really the boost that we're needing. Um, the, the, we probably needed that in the league, maybe a victory in the league. But I'll take that last night, especially with, the, with some of the goals. Well, the goals were. The shots and deflections But that's what we're needing as a team You're needing something to be in there Instead of putting the cross balls in Like Turnbull was doing last week for this. Nobody's getting on the end yet So it's good to see that Especially a Donald strike last night That was That was, oh, was what, 30 yards or something wasn't it? Yeah. Aye it was um, Just yeah. touched the right hand side And just hit it yeah. um, I sat directly right behind the goal So I would have I would have been the perfect blame for that Yeah um, Yeah it was just obviously on, I was listening to earlier on there and just about uh, what Sai was saying about Turnbull and Polworth coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, what I remind a lot of Mullow fans on the forums and things like that is they were all going on about Turnbull leaving. Who are we going to get to be a playmaker? Turnbull didn't play for us last year. Polworth did. Yeah. And yeah. that's what they've got to remember. And that's what I keep on saying. I, I, I said it the other night when I was on as well. I love Polworth as a player because he is a forward-thinking player. You don't see him going... Side to side a lot Unless Right I need to get a, Maybe space for himself He maybe pass it To his right hand side But then he'll go forward To get the, the ball back again um, The only thing I did say the other night was He doesn't shoot a lot for me It's the only frustration I have with him But I'm quite happy That Paul was back in the team again I know it's obviously expensive Turnbull's moved on But 
Uh, we needed that. We don't need the money. Yes, we do need the money. Every club needs the money. But yeah. it's great that Bowers in the team. Forward thinking player. We didn't have Turnbull last season, and look where we finished up. Maybe it's just to kick the need on to say, right, get Polworth back in the team. Get, now we've won last night, uh, get a kick on for the rest of the season. Are I you, are you quite hopeful, Hugh, about uh, Celtic Park on Sunday on the back of you know having got your first win of the season and, and five goals in the process last night? Do you think that could be the kickstarter into Celtic Park Sunday? Uh, the, the problem being is, Rob, I mean, it's like, it, it's somebody that actually says, one of the guys says in work today, it's like, Celtic's a wounded animal now. I think Derek actually says it earlier on. Yeah, because of the, but Because of that, um, they will be wounded. They will want to go out and, and basically make a statement. But I think what we've got to look at, Muller as, as ourselves, yes, Celtic will give them a possession. So I says earlier on, you can read something present possession last night, and I think the sending off really did help us to maybe, right, now we can make a grip of the game and, and stretch them a lot more. You can have all the possession you want. It's goals that count in the matter. It's results that count. Not, oh, you've got 8% possession. Well done, you played great. No, 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 no. Sai says that. They, I think Celtic the other night, 25 shots in goal. Uh, 25 shots, but only 5 on target. That's the difference. Yeah. You need to hit the target all the time. And I think what, what Motherwell's failed at the beginning of the season was is hitting the target. Uh, losing, losing stupid goals we were, we were losing. Uh, we went one up. Um, against Levy we, we do it back again scored the second goal we think right gets kick on for that back again you think uh, we're just doing silly things and if we can get that eradicate that out of our game we will move on yes I'm hopeful for this season I, I think Barry asked me the other night with the, did I feel was I panicking at the results never panic no. uh, you all know that as well you follow your football team whether it's Celtic or Rangers or St Mirren you're not going to win every you're not going to win so Mullow's a roller coaster, and I've seen it for years. Yeah. I've experienced enough to expect to highs and expect to lows as well. Great. Well, you had certainly highs last night, 5 0 against uh, Glentoran, 5 1. Amazing result there for you. Thanks, Hugh. Yes, Hugh. Coming up after, yep, after the news, it's going to be Stephen Presley. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Casa football here on Go Radio. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Cy Ferry. It's funny. Rob oh. McLean. Ali Defoy, we're in the house together here. Third world, I can third imagine, world problems, yeah. eh? Third I can imagine problems. you going on Love Island. Well, obviously, <laughs> if you weren't married, yeah. yeah oh, I'll see. Thanks very much, Alan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would pick you if you were on it. We're on till seven tonight. Rob, Sai, Ali, and myself, Paul Cooney, and I'm delighted now to welcome Stephen Presley on the line. Stephen, good evening. Evening, chat. Hi, Stephen. Hi, yeah, Stephen. Good to hear you. Stephen, we're just saying about the week it's been. You've uh, one of your old clubs uh, didn't expect to go out of Europe at the second qualifying round. Uh, what did you think? Did you see the match? And uh, what was your reaction to it? Um, obviously, disappointment. You know, disappointment for Celtic, but also for Scottish football, because I think it's really important that as a nation that our clubs progress well and that, uh, you know, in terms of coefficients, that uh, we, we, we gain the, the appropriate points was disappointing in that respect. But, you know, from Celtic respect, it's a, a big blow as well with the, you know, the, the, the problems that's been faced with most of the clubs regarding the pandemic and the, the financial implications of that. I think that uh, the Champions League would have been a big plus for them in terms of finances. So it's going to hit Celtic hard and... Uh, it would appear at this moment in time a, a degree of uncertainty regarding a number of players there that uh, 
that I think is making life a little bit more difficult for Neil at this moment in time. Stephen, it's Rob here. Um, it's, it's, surpri- it's surprising to hear uh, about problems in the dressing room, potential unrest at Celtic, maybe player problems going on, because it's all been going so swimmingly for so long as they've been lifting trophy after trophy. Yeah, I, I think that the one thing is, for the plus point from Celtic's perspective, is there's interest in the players because they're good players. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one positive. But the other thing is, it's actually a situation that you know the English Premiership addressed last year is when their season started they closed the window and closed it earlier than the rest of Europe because it was it was creating a lot of unrest within clubs when you're trying to start the season and manage players that are potentially moving on so it's a it's a big problem from Neil and I, I see uh, you know he's come out and spoken about it in the last couple of days but it is difficult because the one thing uh, regarding management is you know, uncertainty is difficult to manage. And he's got so many players at this moment in time that potentially could be moving on. The likes of Edouard, the likes of Nishan, Rojic, Ager, all very influential players. And then you've got a couple on the periphery like Bolognoli that, uh, that, you know, isn't really featuring at this moment in time. So it's difficult. It's a difficult situation and I'm, I'm sure Neil will be pleased when the window finally closes, but it's still quite a long time away. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? We usually have one mad month, but it, it's, it's dragging on for three this time, dragging on till October. So situations like Morelos at Rangers and whatever's happening at Celtic, they're not necessarily going to be concluded anytime soon. It's very true because all the leagues as well because the pandemic aren't aligned. So what you're finding is that, you know, the Scottish League has started earlier than many others. But, you know, when Celtic would normally want to do business, you still had in England the Championship and the, the Premier League, you know, still seeing out their season. And then their players need an additional couple of weeks at the end of that. So it's been it's been a really strange window and a difficult window for many, many clubs. Elvis, evening chap, it's Cy Ferry Cy, how are you? I'm good You're doing great, my man Thanks very my much, son, mate my, Listen, my, son, uh, my son's always showing me your show What a man He's done a remarkable job I want to ask you something Why did you never try to sign me any of your clubs? <laughs> why? Yeah. That's put you on the why. spot, isn't it? Maybe no, he you didn't think he could to... afford you <laughs> no, it's not that. Do you know this is true, Si? I don't think anybody put you to me. Oh, you're Kim Agent Totals. Totals. He put, us to you, put you to you every time. Never. Coventry. <laughs> Coventry, yeah. Uh, I think so, I have. Hey, listen, I designed you. You're that, my type of profile. Hard-working runner, but can't play. Elvis, <laughs> 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 I can't believe you've killed us on the radio. I want, I'm, I'm delighted to have got you on, Elvis, because I wanted to ask you this. I'm watching that game the other night. How would you yeah. cope in the modern game, Elvis? Centre halves for me now. The art of defending's gone. It's all about playing it for the back. Would you agree? Well, Sai, what I would say to you is it's quite interesting when you look at the players that are described as the top level defenders in the world these days. They all can do the basics of the game. You know, if you look at Liverpool and the Van Dykes of this world, they're really strong on one-to-one defending. Mm-hmm. They're really good in there. And yes, he can play, but that's not why he's the top defender in the world. And yet, in the academies and through the systems, we don't concentrate on the basics. It's really interesting. I don't know if you, you know, when I was at Carlisle, we had the 
Jared Branthwaite that's now played the last five games for Everton. Everton paid a million pounds for him. He's only 18. And I got him in with our first team. Every day after training, we spent hours heading the basics, one-to-one defending. Afternoons, basics, one-to-one defending. And at the age of 18, he's playing the Premier League. And he's playing the Premier League, trust me, because he can do the basics of the game as a defender. And, you know, throughout the academies, we're always coaching kids the tactical elements. But we forget about the real basics of the game. And the best players and the best teams all do the basics of the game really well. Agree 100%, big man. I genuinely mean that. And it's unfortunate, but that's where we are. There's too much... There's been too much um, emphasis within the academies on tactical improvement of players and not the basic aspects of the game. And that's where, where we find it. If you look as well, sorry, when you talk about this, I've had many discussions. I look at the current Scotland squad. You know, we've got the, the likes of Burke, Dykes, McBurney, these types of players. But if you really look at Scotland, when was the last time we produced what you'd consider be a world-class centre-forward? When was the last yeah. time? You're probably going back to the Charlie Nicholas era. Yeah. You know, and, and I genuinely mean that. We're not producing top centre-backs. We're not producing top strikers. We are producing very good midfield players and very good full-backs at this moment in time. But I think it's because we, we neglect the basics of the game within the academies. I really do. But see, on the centre-forward thing, Elvis, and I'm so happy I've got yep. you on because... Is that because everyone's uh, obsessed with possession now? Centre-forwards for me hardly get a touch of the ball. But the important thing for a centre-forward is the last touch of the ball. You know, the, but, the coaching the centre-forward. You see, the, for me, a, a centre-forward in the first two-thirds of the park has to be involved in some way of the game. And he can be involved without actually touching the ball, just influencing the game by his position. But as soon as he gets in that final third... Lee Griffiths is a little bit of a throwback yeah. to that. When we get in, when Celtic get in the final third, Lee has got nothing in his mind other than the last touch of the ball. The last touch of the ball. And, and, and they need to remember that strikers will be judged on the goals that they score. And I think we get away from that. And do you think that's you know, what Celtic's missing just now then, Elvis? I, I think that it, it's sad because in Lee Griffiths, I think they've got a really good centre forward. But I think that uh, his behaviour has not been professional enough, especially in the way the club have supported him for long periods. And I really like him. I think he's a top, top uh, striker. You know, I don't think he's a striker that can play up there on his own, but I think he's got a great combination with the likes of Edward, who I think, I know Gordon had a discussion with John Hartson on the TV the other day regarding <laughs> this, and I believe Gordon's right that I don't think Edward is a last line striker. I think he's a nine that drops in to be the ten. He plays like a nine ten, but Lee's not. Lee's played on the shoulder and is looking for the last touch. That's why I think it's a good combination. Yeah. But but in Lee, he needs to refocus. He needs to concentrate on doing what he's getting paid for. And that's playing football. And it's not just turning up being fit. It's turning up at an elite level of fitness where you can play at the, 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 the top of your game. Simon, the, the, one of the things that you possessed when you were a player was remarkable fitness. Yeah. Remarkable fitness. And I'm telling you now, is the biggest gift you can give any player. When he is super fit, he can play 
at the top of his game. And unfortunately, in Lee Griffiths, yes, he might say he's fit. He's not fit. He's not how you should be fit. That's the big thing. Can he come back, Stephen? Do you think Lee Griffiths can come back to play at this level? He's got all the qualities. He really has. He's got all the qualities. But he needs to really focus on getting himself, not just fit to play, that's what I'm saying, but at the top level of fitness, where he can produce the type of form that he's capable of week in, week out, every day on the training ground. That's what Neil Lennon deserves from him, because Neil Lennon has supported them in so many ways, and so have Celtic, but he has to repay them, not just by scoring the odd goal, but by being there every day on the training ground, training to his maximum. Stephen, it's Ali here, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? I'm good, I'm good. You were mentioning Carlisle, obviously that was your most recent club. What are your plans for the future? What are you thinking of? Um, the truth is that I absolutely love football. You know, I, I really do. And people don't realise, when you're a manager, you're under constant pressure. It really is. It's an intense, intense job. And then you go from that to nothing overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult. People don't understand it that it's difficult for a manager to work. And how do you replicate that type of pressure when you're away from it? There's nothing that can replicate, and it's really difficult. I run a lot. I'm actually at my plane weight, chaps. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wowza. What's that, 18 stone? Here is a thought for you. 47. Yeah. I've been on it, Brian Reed at Albion Rovers yeah. to give me a trial. <laughs> <laughs> He's not having it. But, so I've been training hard. I've been playing a lot of golf. Rob with some of the old Aberdeen legends and Mr. Strachan and Mr. Ah. Black, my golf. Have you partner. been winning some money? No, they're better than me. <laughs> are you, are you playing up Carnoustie way? No, you know I live in Leamington. That's it. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. I'm in Leamington and Gordon's down there and so is um, Eric Black. Eric Black, yeah. Ah, is he, yeah I've Eric, seen him Eric. play up at Carnoustie. That's what made me ask. No, he's he's uh, he's down there, so he's my golf buddy. So, what's the um, ideal job for you, Stephen? You, you, we can hear it. Your passion, your pedigree, the way you speak there about the coaching. Uh, can I make a, a suggestion it, for him, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't this Stephen is, Presley? Why don't you be one of the guys that goes in in Scotland and and youth development? Because I'll tell you now. Yeah. See, when we played reserves, Elvis mm. came and played to us for six months, mm. and like he said. You learned more for these playing with these guys in six months than you did coaching all the way through your your youth system. You played against them at Celtic. Then. I played yeah, with them rather. I carried them. I, ca- I carried <laughs> them for six months. Uh. You played together in the reserves, yeah. But like he says, the yeah, basics. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. teaches you the basics. How to be a man. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's yeah. what for me kids now need in develop uh, in youth in youth systems. So uh, Elvis, no, do you fancy true. that? No, I, I don't. I do and I don't. I'll tell you, this is true, right? When I was at Falkirk, we developed a really young side, the youngest side in Britain, by the way, at the time, and playing in the Championship. And I did the same. If you look at, at Coventry, I brought through the likes of Madison, the Flex, the Callum Wilsons, all of those. You know, at every club I've developed young players. I love that aspect yeah. of the game. But I'd love to go to a club that gave me the full support to do it with the first team. That's my real passion. My real passion is I need the pressures of the first team. I miss that so much. But I want to go to a club that also the vision is, of course you'll need to bring in and recruit players from out with, but that want to build from within a lot. And I need to go somewhere that will give you time and support to do that. I really like the people at Carlisle. The chairman is the most wonderful guy. Mm. I had a problem with the sporting director. 
me and him were not aligned in our beliefs and it came to a head and I'm disappointed because that was a job which I felt could take four or five years because there was nothing in place there, nothing. And is, is that a so problem you for you, Stephen, to... getting back in? Somebody who matches your vision, somebody running a club yeah, who, who shares yeah. your vision, you, you need that, but is that difficult to find? It is, Rob, it is. But if I'm honest with myself, because I'm very critical of myself, I don't think that I've made great career choices. You know, when I look at my own CV and I look, you know, the Coventry job, and I loved Coventry, but it was it was an absolute bomb scare, you know, minus 15 points, yeah. playing away at yeah. different stadiums, yeah. transfers, embargoes, yeah. cutting 50% off the way. All of these things, they've been difficult jobs. So my, my selection of jobs haven't been good, but I'm responsible for that. I took those on, but I don't think they've been good when I look in hindsight. So I need to find something and I'm prepared to wait. That's not to say that I wouldn't go in somewhere and coach. Mm -hmm. The problem is with me is that you get pigeonholed a little bit. People think Steve Presley, manager. I'm passionate about coaching. So I would go in and coach. My my assistant, who's my all-time assistant, Neil McFarlane, he's now the Brentford B coach and doing really well in there and really enjoying it in there. So I'm passionate and I would do something like that. But I do want to manage again, there's no doubt. But like you say, Rob, I need to find a project that is aligned to what I believe in as well as what they believe in. I think that's the most important thing. When I look at, and I'll go back to Brentford, when I look at Brentford, Brentford are an incredible club at this moment, a bit a really simplistic mm-hmm. club where everything's aligned, you know, from the recruitment to the first team to the B squad, not huge amount of staff, really good staff, but all aligned in their goals. And that's why they're punching way above their weight, you know, in terms of the club they are. Stephen, so great great stuff. Who so, do you, sorry, back to Scotland before we let you go yeah. in Leamington. Who do you think is going to win? Is it going to be 10 in a row for your old club Celtic or is it going to be a, a title for your other old club Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who do you well, think? You know this. I spoke about this several weeks ago, just prior to the season starting. And a lot of people had said that, you know, Celtic will run away with it again. I didn't think that. I thought it was a lot tighter than actually people were predicting. I actually said in the the interview that I believed that a lot of it would depend on this particular transfer window Mm -hmm. and who got this window right. And at this moment in time, it would appear that Rangers are in a far more stable position in terms of transfers. It seems like they've got their targets, they're quite clear about their targets, and they seem a lot more stable, apart from the Morelis situation. And again, it could be affected by Leeds' pursuit of... um, Ryan Kent, yeah. Ryan Kent. So these things can happen. But it would appear that they've done the better business at this moment in time. And I still believe that with 30-odd days of the window, this will decide the outcome of the of the league. I think that depending how Celtic get through this and who they bring in and who they manage to keep will have such a factor in the outcome of the, the, league, the league title. Stephen Presley, some great gems there in the last 10 minutes. Thanks very much for well, joining man. us and we'll, we'll speak to you again later in the season, hopefully when you've got another club because the, the passion you've got there is there for all to, to, to hear. Thanks very much. The Go Radio Football Show. We're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go.
You can get us on socials at Go Football Show or drop us a text. Go with your message to 87474. You're listening to Go Radio Football Show. Tomorrow then we've got Kilmarnock against Dundee United, Levy against Ross County. We'll look at all the matches shortly. St Johnson against St Mirren and uh, the 5.30 Hamilton against Rangers. On Sunday, the 4.30 on Sky is Hibs against Aberdeen and uh, the big one at 3 o'clock in Glasgow at Celtic Park. Celtic against Motherwell. Neil Lennon looking at the opponents. The brilliant season last year. You know, up until the pandemic stopped it, so I think it'll be a you know tough game. I think he's got some, again, some exuberance, some energy in the team, and um, it's a game though that we obviously want to get back on track and um, get back to winning ways as soon as possible. Twenty-four hours earlier, Rangers going for that clean sheet record. Stephen Gerrard. In terms of my decision to pick a number one at the moment. Um, it is a welcome headache, if you like. Um, but I know Alan very well. I've been around for two years and um, he's been superb for me. And I know um, he'll want to do everything he can to win that back. And I, I welcome that competition. Big time for Rangers as well, isn't it? Because, you know, Morella's in, out or whatever. They want to play him. Um, and we know that uh, Lille, the interest is might still be there. We heard from Lopez, the president, last week. I think I think the interest is a good thing because what it has is Morella's on his toes. You know, he can't play and not perform now. Teams are watching him. If he wants his move, when he does get his, his chance to play, if he does play this weekend, he, he, needs to, he needs to score goals. If he wants to get his move away from Rangers, he needs to perform on the pitch. That's Cy Ferry, Rob McLean, uh, Roof, a lot expected of him this season. Yeah, he's shown flashes, hasn't he? But um, I think every Rangers fan will come back to the number of goals that Morel has scored over the last two or three seasons. And, uh, you know, yes, he's back playing for Rangers. They need him back playing. because, And if he wants his move, he needs to get back scoring goals as well because Rangers ain't going to be selling him unless the price is right. It's that dilemma for the manager as well, Rob, isn't it? Like The two guys have came in, they've done all right. Roof scored. Do you then drop them for Morelos to come back in? Your two summer signings are then chapping your door asking, this guy's not acting professionally, he wants to leave the club, why is he playing ahead of me? So so what do you do if you're Steven Gerrard? Do you play Morelos on at the weekend? What do you think? I know. Well well it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, because of the new arrivals, you're you're looking to get the message right to them uh, that they get in. If they do well then they stay in the team. Um, we don't really know yet uh, whether e- where exactly either of them is going to play. I don't mm. think what what the, the the chosen formation would be. Has, does Stephen Gerrard know what he wants to do with Morelos? Does he want him back in the team to score goals and then sell him, or if he gets back in the team and he's got the right attitude again, then he plays for the rest of the season? Yeah, it's a tough one for him. And the, these are all the the, the the challenges of being a Rangers manager. You know, these are the problems that you get. Uh, it's a good problem to have. You know, Morelos for me. Guarantees your goals. If he, if he's fit and, and he's he's trained well all week, then for me you need to play them. Cy Ferry, who is fit, we heard it from Stephen <laughs> Presley. Yeah, he said that was the greatest thing in your. Uh, That's game. terrible. That's nobody brilliant. wants to be no. Nobody um, wants to be known as a fit player. Is it? Really? He, he said it really, a day though. That's. Yeah. Pretty impressive. By the way, Elvis was fit, very uh, fit, yeah. looked after himself, yeah. and, and still is. But he said that. Yeah. Yeah. best dressed man I've ever met in football as well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very suave, uh-huh. very suave. So, uh, so, when he was talking about you, did he just mean it was the ball that confused you? <laughs> Without the ball, you were fine. I actually can't believe that. Eh? I, I was, I was fine when Elvis he's was at Celtic. He's you. kidding me on. I know he's kidding. <laughs> he's kidding you on. By the way, I was absolutely brilliant when he was at Celtic. But he, uh, he came and played the reserves for six months. I'll never forget it. He says, "Chaps." Um, <laughs> can all the reserves? Um, can all the reserves? What's a what's a posh word for for meet in the dressing room? Uh, gather, convene, convene, convene. Can all the reserves convene in the away dressing room? Chaps, sat us down and read us a poem, and then you are a man, my son. 
And oh. shivers ran through my spine. And can you rem- you remember the oh, moment? Oh, I remember, you remember it now. the poem. Can you give us a poem? No, ever since no. then my career went downward. So Elvis ruined us. <laughs> Thanks so, very much, Elvis. So it wasn't the boy stood on the burning deck. It wasn't that one, no. 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 <laughs> Kieran is on the line. A Celtic fan from Govan. Kieran, good evening. Hey guys, how are you doing? Ah, yeah, we're fine. Good. How are you? Ah, it's so bad. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, tough couple of days though, Kieran, for you. Ah. Part of the parcel of being a Celtic fan or any Scottish fan in general in the winter. It's football, it's isn't it? Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Take the up and the down. Of course, yeah. So, what's your question or your point for the, the panel tonight? Well, basically, it's about Lenny. Uh, just yeah. the comments he made after the game was about mm. like, attacking the team. I mean, we've bad enough of being knocked out of Europe. The fact that he's then saying players don't want to come here or don't want to be here, just leave. It just reminds me of Hibs a couple of years ago when they made a statement. So it's like, do you think he's lost the dressing room? And does he need to go now, or is this just trying to give him a kick up the backside? What do you think? <sighs> See, I don't know. It's just the way his, his formation now. Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic, we worked well with the three five two, and then since then going into four two three one, and then no player striker. Regardless if it's Kamala or a Jetty, that's your natural position. Don't play a number 10 up, in, up front, you know what I mean? It just it made no sense to me at all. And then bring him on with 20 minutes to go. It just, I don't I don't understand it. Some of the decisions since lockdown have been scandalous, I think. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's thrown players under the bus because he's not named anyone. Mm. I think mm. he, what he, he's doing is he's hoping to get a wee lift for them. You know, when, when you play in a dressing room and a manager comes out and says there are certain players that want to leave, straight away you think, is he talking about me? And what you usually do is you, you then work harder in training the next week or the next games to try and prove that you want to stay there. So I, I don't know, I think it's maybe a, a wee bit of mind games for Neil Lennon. But um, as I say, I think you're right. I think he needs to nail down his starting 11. You know, it's too many chopping and changing. Again, as a player, there's nothing worse for me than playing at a position you're but, in one but week. I mean, that's, that's about to get even more complicated, isn't it? Now that, now that David Turnbull's in the squad. Yeah. yeah. But then again, that's maybe another wee boost that he thinks we need to get somebody in to, to rile the players up. You know, Brown and McGregor for me, haven't been as good as they were last year nope. and you know Neil Lennon's maybe thinking if we can get Turnbull in you know it might kick McGregor and Brown on again you know but Scott Brown I think I think he relishes, relishes harsh harsh criticism I think he relishes challenges I think maybe Neil Lennon's laying down a gauntlet to him saying we've, we've brought in Turnbull can you then raise your game again can you still be the Celtic centre midfielder for the next season so um, although it looks like he's being harsh Lennon's not as daft as he looks you know I think that could be a wee bit of mind games from him last night after uh, sorry on Wednesday night after the game you mentioned the thunder. He said he would bring it back, and you feel it's gone from the way he's playing the, the formation at the moment. And Kieran, you think the same? Uh, do you think yeah. uh, who would you play this weekend at home to Motherwell, Kieran? I'd rather go all out if we could. If Edward's available, get him up front with Jetty. Yeah. In the thigh get strain, yeah. Yeah, I think well, I think he's, he's out. out. Mm. Uh, even if you get Klamawa, I know he's not had the greatest of starts, but. Points about confidence is sorry to yourself. Playing football is all about confidence. Mm-hmm. You could be, you could just like there's great players that went on bad turns, had that bit of confidence, had a good few running games. Mm-hmm. Then out of blue, I mean Griffiths last season mm-hmm. came back after all that, got a good run of games, couldn't stop scoring. So I mean, so that's why you need a bit of confidence. We need to get attacking. We can't do this sitting, controlling possession stuff. But if it's going to be one tie European games when it comes to Europe. We can't do that every time, do you know what I mean? 
I mean, Stephen Presley made an interesting point, didn't he, 10 or 15 minutes ago when he was talking about the, the transfer window. He, he reckoned the title would be decided by what Rangers and Celtic did in the transfer window. And the problem is that if there are uh, difficulties in that dressing room and there are people playing for moves, looking for moves, uh, wondering you know, where, what their agent's going to get them, well, this, this could drag on till October. Yeah, definitely. And like you say, Rangers have got it with Morelos, but... One you can kind of deal with But when it's two or three And as I say You're bigger players And it starts to become a problem And you need to get out of the club As, straight, as soon as you can You know no matter how good These guys might think they are um, they're, they're replaceable mm. Celtic can go and get good players Of course they can There's loads of players That want to come and play for Celtic No one's bigger than the club Exactly Eduardo Exactly Let him do what he likes yeah. And you threw that out In the first hour Si Kieran do you agree I mean Eduard Is he staying? I think he'll stay Purely because he just still, I think he wants to get to 10 because there's not many people has got to say they've done 10 leagues in a row. Mm-hmm. So at least have the chance. Uh, I think he's still got a lot to give as well. He is a great player, but it's trying to get that position. He's up top on his own quite a lot, so he's not really, he's more a link up player, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But, yeah, again, uh, it, I think yeah. next season he'll leave at the end of the season. Again, get the best of your best players. See if your best player mm-hmm. prefers playing with a strike partner. Play a strike partner. If that's if Edward, if one player is going to win you the league, it's going to be Edward. Yeah. If he likes playing with a partner, play with a partner. Play at your team's strengths, and that's what Lenny usually done. I go back to Hooper and Stokes, the partnerships yeah. they had. You know, that was always Neil Lennon's style of play. It's just so surprising to me that he's he's kind of went away from that since the start of the season. But he's not had a partner for him, has he? With 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 Lee Griffiths being yeah. missing, yeah. and with Ayeti coming in just recently, and with Klamala apparently not being sharp sharp enough or fit enough to yeah. start. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't had a partner for him. Yeah, but even at the start of the season, um, sorry. Uh, when Griffiths was Griffiths involved no he's not been involved no. yeah so that's a fair point you know yeah. Edward has been the only option to play um, but now that Ajeti is fit uh, sorry is at the club it's a no brainer for me any time that Ajeti and Edward are fit together they need to play together yeah Griffiths was around just pre-season wasn't he Did, was he not in the squad just for one of the friendlies just before the season started but he hasn't featured at all since uh, since the league started Kieran so what do you predict for Sunday you think uh, Celtic will bounce back they need to get the three points Oh, we need the three points, definitely. But Mullers just had a good result last night as well, so that both teams we got all to play for. We need to get our pride back and get us back into winning ways and Mullers got a point to prove. And David Turnbull, but how do you feel about him? We've been everyone's been impressed by him, especially in the first five games. Ah, he's done amazing. Like I said, we can pick midfielders every day out of our team. Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's like it's like Sai mentioned earlier, you've got to put McGregor on number ten, you got to if in Cham has to leave, are you putting Turnbull in there? There's just the choices are endless right now. How do you feel about Elenusi as well? That uh, you know he's rated at how much did they pay for him? Um, Southampton paid yeah, sixteen million, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. He's on loan, I know, but he's a sixteen million pound player. Uh, you haven't seen that yet, though, Kieran, have you? No, I, I never. I didn't rate him at all, even last season. I don't rate him. Really? As yeah. much rather, no, I don't. He's a good player, but mm-hmm. I feel it takes too much time on the ball. Mm-hmm. I'd rather if you're a winger, get it done, pass your full back, get the ball in the box. That's your job as a winger. The same as Forrest for dating. If you want to put someone else out there, we don't. I think I just think it was a waste. But I think it was just something to show. Oh look, we are doing something. That's what I thought I felt we were doing with him. Because you see, you see, Ryan Christie gets quite a lot of criticism on Twitter for the for the games <coughs> that, that's played. But for me, Ryan Christie's playing out of position wide, and he's getting shots mm-hmm. on goal. That's what I'm expecting from my front three. I just never mm-hmm. see El Yunusi, you know, going by a man, getting shots, but getting crosses in the box. It seems to be playing quite safe and. Alright he does alright But for 16 million quid I, I'm wanting more from him I'm wanting goals And assists con- On a constant basis Weekly basis 
Ryan Christie scored uh, 20 plus goals last season yeah. didn't he and, and probably created a few to add to that as well so I mean you can't really argue with those sort of stats he he does deliver he does get involved uh, sometimes you know you don't really see what Elianus is doing yeah and and, that, and Christie for me is one of the players that I'm talking about that will try that hard pass and you know if it doesn't come off he's no one that then will play simple for five minutes he, he, he's what I want from an attacking player he's looking to set up chances he's looking to score goals alright sometimes maybe shooting's a bit, a bit off but He's trying to score goals. He's trying to make goals. And, and and if you're going to play in a front three, and especially when you've not got a striker playing on Wednesday night, you need your two wide players to be getting shots on goals and, and creating chances. Kieran, before you go, let's hear then from David Turnbull. It's a huge club, obviously. Everybody knows that. And um, it will give me confidence going into training and games that they, they were looking to sign with, even last year and this year as well. So, And playing against Motherwell, will he? Uh, it'll be strange. Um if it happens it'll be, it'll be a weird one obviously being with them all, all the years and then it's automatically <coughs> kind of switching sides and then bumping into them all again it'll just be, it'll be a funny experience and the new Celtic signing was asked what's his best position? Um, I'd take anywhere uh, but I'd probably say kind of, number 8 or number 10 kind of, box to box whatever I like to do it all Kieran. I like what he's got to say the, the truth will be in the pudding at the weekend come Mullerwell if in Chan's got to be an adventure in the squad at all, and if he's got to be there, then that's I think that says everything. Sai was saying earlier in Cham, he needs games that you can understand. If he is one of the ones who would like to move, then he's such a talented player. Could they get more out of him, Sai? If if he stays, if he doesn't go, can they get more out of Cham? Yeah, what's Scott Brown with 35, 34, 35? Do, do, yeah. Does Scott yeah. Brown need to play every game, no. 90 minutes no. every week? You know, I think you can dip Scott Brown in and out. Like Derek said earlier, you know, the big games with Aberdeen, Hibs, Rangers. That's when Scott Brown's needed. You know, these games that it's a perfect chance to give Oliver Olivier and Cham some game time. So um, you know, I, I I would rest Scott Brown a lot more than, than he has been. It's a lot to ask of Scott Brown to play forty games a season at thirty five year old with intensity, you know, you know, the games. So that'd be a, a perfect opportunity for me to dip in and in cham in and out. What would you think, Rob? Yeah, that that is quite a good idea. And it's it's not something that, that people tend to think of automatically, that one. Uh, and Neil Lennon clearly doesn't think about it and, may, and maybe Scott Brown is just saying to him I want to be playing every game I, I want to be playing every game but there are there should be opportunities um, to, to take him out and, and to give other other guys a run to play and jam in that position alongside McGregor to try different things It's like Davis at Rangers you know he's 35 now as well isn't he and he, he doesn't play every yep. game you know he's dipped in and out um, and I think it's a lot as I say he's been dead it for 12 years he's been playing every game um, every season it's a lot to ask of somebody so if you've got a quality player like in Cham, in Cham there use him and give give Scott Brown a wee, a wee rest every now and again yep 35 just a 35, couple of months wow. ago so you're just about right Kieran thanks very much for calling in tonight no worries guys please cheers mate thank you thanks Kieran Go Radio Football Show we're on till 7 plenty more coming up between now and then we're back in a moment The Go Radio Football Show that's Ali Defoy with Simon Ferry and Rob McLean with me, Paul Cooney. We're on till seven. We're back next week, five till seven each evening. Had some great guests, some great topics this week as well. It's been uh, quite a five days and the, the weekend's still to come, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Some great games coming up. All sorts of speculation going on in the, the mad, mad world of Scottish football. Um, it, it is the gift that keeps on giving, really, isn't Crazy it? Enough. Weekend after weekend and even through the week as well Breaking news Sai how are you feeling for the training session for Peterhead tomorrow? Oh I'll be magnificent don't yeah. worry about that okay, I've Do, seen him eating the, the donuts he's not 
Do not tell lies. My manager listens to this. Right. He hasn't eaten a donut, sorry. No, actually, it's just me and Rob. I confirm, he refused it. He there absolutely did. Me and you are looking after our figures, Paul, I was going to ask you to share it, but I thought that was just a bit <laughs> COVID-wide. We'd just uh, stay apart. Listen, thanks for making the switch and listening every night uh, to the programme. Uh, we love being with you. We hope you enjoy the programme and give us any comments and call in as you can. Uh, 0808 17 17 700. That's exactly what Paolo has done from Canvas Lang. Paolo, good evening. How you doing, guys? What's Good, our name, thanks. Paolo? Yeah, What's our name, that is? I know. <laughs> Paolo, How are you? Paolo, come and stay. Ah, tuto bene. Oh, oh wow. right. Oh, I took a, yeah. Love this. Yeah. Didn't know you spoke French. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo, what are you thinking? Uh, just to regards to the, the scouting at Celtic um, right. and just our general recruitment, mm-hmm. I want to see your opinion. Is it poor scouting, poor management? Are the players just not good enough? And if that's the case, why are we signing them? I think a number of different players off of have um, just simply not made the cut, including a, a striker who wasn't played last night or yeah. Wednesday night. Yep. Sorrow's the same, isn't he? What's Sorrow yep. been here since January and what, what, he's yep. not played a minute, somebody said? Yep. It's a gamble for Celtic, isn't it, signing these players? You know, two and three million pound playing in these leagues. You, you never know, are they going to step up uh, to the pressure of playing for a club like Celtic? You know, I, I've said that a number, number of times. I think the better thing to do is to go and put these three million each together for a six million pound player. Also, do they look too far afield at times? Should they look closer to home? I mean, Definitely. Players like, I mean, obviously they missed out on John McGinn. Uh, London Dykes has gone to Queen's Park Rangers. Could London Dykes possibly have added to what Celtic have got striker-wise without having to, to look elsewhere? Even, Rob, even Stephen Fletcher on a free transfer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played without a striker at Celtic Park on, on a Wednesday night and Stephen Fletcher signed for Stoke. It's a no-brainer. You know what you're getting there, don't you? Exactly. You've got a tried and tested player who can play on the big stage. It's a no-brainer. I understand that there's a, a process of developing players and making money, but you need to win games as well. Fans need someone back. You need players that are going to come in and are ready to play for Celtic. And signing guys like Sorrow. Surely Celtic have got a better youth player than Sorrow and a better youth striker than Kamala. Yeah, and, and if they don't, then I'd be worried. And what, and what you're doing is you're blocking off that pathway as well for the young players to, to break through. If, you, if you're bringing in somebody from, from out with who's distinctly average. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, I say it again, unless you're going to go and sign a, a guy that you know that can come and play for Celtic, I would just I would leave them where they are. Mm-hmm. Try and bring through your youth system and when the, the gems come along like an Edward for 9 million quid as Yeti who you can get for 5 million it's played at a level you know he can do it go and get the, the sort of players Shane Duffy again ok he's 28 but who, who cares you want to win he's games he's only 28 28 does it it's matter for me. Yeah. he's played in the Premier League they're the sort of players that yeah. Celtic should be signing Although established we, I, players I, I think we'd have to put it into perspective uh, wouldn't we because some of Celtic's recruitment over the last 10-12 uh, okay. years yeah. has been magnificent yeah. you know players that yeah. players they've got Top Wanyama, quality football out of, and then a yeah. profit at the end of it. So yeah. you know, th- there's been some fantastic but, recruitment, but I think at the moment uh, the Celtic fans have, have big question marks about some of these signings. Paolo, yeah. what do you feel? Uh, there's been some pretty poor signings, in, in my opinion, and guys that really, if you're spending between you know two and five million for a player that's not cutting, you're going to make the cut, then you'd be as well spending it from Scotland and guys that are, can actually. <laughs> can actually play. We know they can play rather than taking a gamble and a complete unknown, which has been the case with, with most of the guys we've brought in. It's so hard to be critical now though because you never know the process that happens in a club. Who's, is it the manager that's picking players? Is, there a, is it a chief scout? No one ever comes out and tells you who's, who's deciding these players. So it's, yep. it's hard to criticise people for the decisions, isn't it? 
Well, gone are the days where a manager does everything, you know. Back yeah. in the day, it'd be yeah. easy to a manager sign the players, but that doesn't happen. But the, man, but the manager's got to have a say somewhere along the line. Yeah. Because these are the guys he's going to fit into his team. So although although it's the, the recruitment department who are going out and looking at the videos, looking at the players firsthand if they can, mm. and, and putting a dossier down for, for a decision, I mean, at Celtic, for instance, Neil Lennon's got to have some sort of say in it, surely. Well, if, you, if that was the case, sure. I know you wanted Stephen Fletcher. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, Neil yeah. Lennon had this, then Stephen Fletcher would have been signed. So, yeah. you know, it's a complicated one. As I say, I don't know what goes on and who picks the players and who has the final say, but um, it's, uh, it's unclear yeah. to me. You made a great point about Soros and Klamala. And if Klamala, he scored against Aki's at the beginning. But, did, yeah. it, but if he's not going to play when they don't have a striker, it tells you everything. And that's seven million, Paolo, which, you know, Celtic used to be criticised for not spending money, but that's seven million pounds on two players, one of whom we, we haven't seen. It's just hard to believe. What do you feel about Edouard then? How important is that? It's almost like, you know, the elephant in the room. People don't really want to talk about it. But, it, it, you know, is he going to stay now that there's no Champions League? Is 10 in a row going to be enough for Edouard to stay? Or for Celtic to refuse if a huge bill, uh, bid comes in from a major club in England? Paolo? I think it's, it's, it's probably Lara that's going to decide that if Celtic need to, need to sell or, or will want to sell. Where you know, obviously guys like Edward, probably the main draw is European football, but at the same time, he's uh, the, the club will decide whether or not they're going to sell him, and he'll probably not have much of a decision to make. He either have to go or. Yeah, because Neil Lennon said this morning that it's the intention of the club to keep him. So, I guess you just have to hope. But I suppose he's got to say that. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not going to be saying anything else, is he? Yeah. But, but the yeah. testing yeah. time comes when a big bid does come in. It's a, it's a massive profit for, for Celtic, potentially. But can they possibly think of winning 10 in a row without him? That's the question. No, I don't think so. I don't think it'll be the bid that, that would decide for Celtic. It would be Edward coming and saying, listen, I want to go. Because mm. what you kind of have is your best player being unhappy because, again, as I say... It feeds down into the dressing room. Um, Watching him sigh and being a player and you've been there is the body language he still wants to be there, do you reckon? I think so. Yeah. I think he's, as I say, I think yeah. he's Celtic's best player by a country oh, mile. Sure. You know, and I never see him looking lazy for me. You know, he's always he's always looking to get involved. Mm. And maybe maybe too much looking to get involved, you know, dropping too deep to go and get on the ball. Um, so no, I, I couldn't question Edwards. And the best attitude. player in the Premiership, isn't he? Yeah, for yeah. me is, yeah. yeah. I think he's the one that can go, go and, right and to we the are, top. And we are speculating, aren't we, that he is one of the players who's, oh, yeah, no, who, who's, yeah. who's trying to engineer some no, no. sort of move. Yeah. We're, we're not saying that and we, and we don't know that. And, and I, I haven't seen anything in his body language. I mean, he opened up this season with a hat-trick against yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, you know, he's a top, top player. And I think he probably sees himself playing in Scotland for another year there's plenty of time for him he's 22 there's plenty of mm. time for him uh, to get the big money move that w- somewhere down the line will be inevitable yeah. yeah no sign that he is one of them and Paolo before you go what about David Turnbull isn't that a great story that you know a year later the, the, the move uh, happens and that you know the knee was fine and uh, yeah he's got his dream move I said delighted that he could actually get the signing over the line long time coming but uh he looks a cracking young player and I think he's the type of player that will give Christy a good competition, especially if Roderick does leave. We need somebody to, to, to compete for that uh, number 10 position. Si? Yeah, definitely. Yep. I think Roderick will go, won't he? I mean, again... Looks like it, doesn't he? Is he injured, yep. Roger, or is he just not involved? I think he's just not been involved um, because again, the, the talk's going on, but it's been a long time now. It's a week now, isn't it, with the Qataris? It's over a week, yeah. yeah. So. Again, you know, a, a type of player that 20 minutes to go when teams are packed in at Celtic Park, for me, Roderick's a great option. 
I know, right? You might things might not be happening for him, but for me, Tom Rogic should have been on the bench on Wednesday night. And as that equaliser goes in, Ajete and Rogic, Rogic are on. You know, guys who want to come on, create chances, score goals. Um, so I'm surprised that Rogic hasn't been involved because he again, he doesn't seem like the type that would cause an uproar. He doesn't seem the type with a bad attitude. So very surprising that, that Tom Rogic's not involved at, at Celtic so far this season because he's hardly he's, has he been on the bench the full season. I don't think well, so he's injured so Ali's just getting used there he's injured just forget everything I just uh, said yeah, before. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say but and, and, and I was enjoying on. it and Beaton as well and Edward so they're out for the weekend and Rogic as well yeah. but even Beaton was on the bench Wednesday I was surprised that he yeah. never played you know a guy for me he's been Celtic's best player the two, last two games that he's played um, and uh, Ayer comes back into the team I don't know why uh, I don't know why that happened because as I say I, I thought Beaton was playing really well um, so another strange decision for me Paolo, thanks very much for calling. Thanks very much. Cheers, Paolo. Cheers, Paolo. The Go Radio Football Show. Tell your friends we're on every night and the podcast will be on later as well. So thanks to everyone who's been on so far this evening. Another few minutes left, but we're uh, going to look at what's coming up this weekend. And Rob, it must have been great last night to see uh, some European goals because you've seen a few matches without any goals this season, but yeah. you were at Pataudry. Yeah, it was great for uh, Motherwell and it was great for Aberdeen, wasn't it? Five for Motherwell against Glentoran at Fir Park, six for Aberdeen at Pataudrian. Yeah, you can say they were up against a, a poor part-time team from the, the Faroes, but 6-0 side si, against anybody takes a bit of doing and, and it was a good job done. They they went and they, also they went through half an hour without a goal and, and that can make you yeah. jittery and that can... St- you know, start you thinking, oh my God, we're going to be back page headlines tomorrow morning. They scored two before half time, then they scored another four. You say that part time opposition, Rob, but was it Connor Nomads that beat um, Connor, Connor, Connor's Key Nomads? like a part time yep, team. Yep. So these games are never easy. It's Celtic, Celtic showed on Wednesday, you know, expect Celtic to go and batter that team, but um, these, these European ties are never easy. Um, and I'm delighted for Aberdeen. And it's the guy I wanted to ask you about was Hedges, because we played Aberdeen. Pre-season last year at Peterhead and Hedges was a standout. Head, head and shoulders above yeah. ev- everyone else on the pitch. And I remember saying to my pals, Aberdeen have got a cracker in Hedges, and he, he never really done it last year. Mm. You know, hopefully he's over that settling in period now. And uh, I think he's a cracking player, Hedges. Oh, Although he's a Benson on the other wing and a really big, and a really big going. I can't either fag after that. But I mean, he, he wants to he wants to cement his place in the Welsh international squad. So that's a real driving force for him this season. He's also been left out a couple of times by Derek McInnes. He played uh, last night as if he'd something to prove. He, he just bounced off the bench and immediately, you know, he he changed the changed the game. He upped the ante and Aberdeen killed off the opposition very quickly. So he looks like he could be a, a big player for them this season. Right. They've got, a, they've got a fair old squad, Aberdeen, yeah. because obviously they've got players out. They've got Sam Cosgrove out injured at the moment. They're, they're going to have suspensions to, to deal with as well, so that's going to test them. But it's a fair old squad. Right, stand by. We want your predictions okay. in the next two minutes. Before that, the Rob, you brought us news at the start that some fans should be in the grounds. There's going to be test cases, three grounds. Probably we think it's going to be uh, for Rangers. It's September the 12th, that yep. weekend. Yeah, yep. It's going to be Rangers. It's going to be uh, Rangers home match against Dundee United uh, and Ross County against Celtic are likely to feature with one other game also permitted to be used as a pilot. And if successful, the great news is that all top flight clubs could then host limited numbers of fans from the following weekend. Great. And uh, Kilmarnock this weekend, big signing, he's back. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there I'll be there tomorrow, Kilmarnock yeah. against uh, Dundee United, three o'clock kickoff at Rugby Park. And Yusuf Malumbu, Killy fans will be delighted that he's back on board for the third spell with the club. He's 33, but he's packed with ability and he's going to give them a massive boost. Who's going to win, Si? Let's go through the card. Kilmarnock, okay. Dundee United. I think Dundee United won. Yeah. I've been impressed with Dundee United. Um, I think they'll beat Kilmarnock. Nicky Millen surprised. Do you know... 
coming up and doing really, really well. What about uh, Livy against Ross County? Is, that, is, it all, is, is Rob doing a prediction? Is it just all on my shoulders? I'm just ducking, I'm just hiding. <laughs> Rob, I was, I was happily staying out of it. Uh, the Malumbu factor is going to mean that Kilmarnock are going to win that one. Okay. Yeah. Livy, Ross County, Rob, we'll go to you first on that one. Right, uh, Livingston, Ross County, I am going for a draw. Draw. I'm going Livingston Anthony Stokes to score a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Point to prove, good player. I mean, no disrespect to Livingston, but Anthony Stokes is is better than a better player than Livingston. So what a signing for me! If you can get him fit and get his head right, uh, better player than Lyndon Dykes for me. Ali, do you want to ask them about the Saints, the battle? Who's going to win? St Johnson, St Mirren? No, I don't know if I want to hear that answer. Okay. Um, yes, I do. St Johnson, St Mirren away for St Mirren. Draw. Uh, home win. Wow! Yeah, well, yeah, okay. He's just doing that. He said, he he just said that, that with such you. a smile on his face, didn't he? He's like, I'm not even going no, to pretend. They've, they've been playing quite well, St. Johnston, and, and not getting much out of the games. I think they're, they're luckless. No, they've been playing. They've been getting results. They've been getting points on the board. Yeah, but we didn't get a win though. Okay, Aki's <laughs> against Rangers. Cy Ferry, what do you think? Rangers. I think yep. it'll be a comfortable game for Rangers. Yep. Yeah, I think Hamilton. As I've said before, I think Hamilton, this could be the year that Hamilton go down. They um, got three points though in the derby. I know they yeah. did, uh, but I, I, yeah. I think Rangers will have too much for Hamilton. Yeah, me too, 3 0 Rangers. And Hibbs Aberdeen on Sunday, Rob? Hibbs Aberdeen on Sunday, 1 1. Go for the draw. I thought you might, yeah, Sam. You ready for us? <laughs> I'm going to throw a cat. I Tell think me. Aberdeen will beat Hibbs. I really? think Derek McInnes will be saying he squad after that result last night. We can finish third. Motherwell haven't been great. Hibbs haven't been playing well, but they've been winning. But I think Aberdeen will fancy themselves to finish third this year. Wow. And then the three o'clock kickoff, Celtic against Motherwell. What's going to happen? Well, I yep. said I said that was going to be an awkward game for Celtic, and I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say two-two. Wow, the Desmond. I'm yep. going to say Celtic bounce back with a three-nil. Three-nil, you reckon? Yes. Yep. Okay. How good will it be to see the fans back next month, albeit limited size? Cannot wait. Yeah. Loads of people have said that you know football is nothing without the fans. What a cliche for me to end the show. Hate myself for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, feeling a bit better for uh, training tomorrow, and it'll be you with Barry on Monday night. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see him. Can't wait to see him. We have another couple of bottles of wine for us. So looking forward to it. <laughs> I think we better start bringing him some in. You know, um, we'll, we'll drink it moderately, of course. We'll take it easy. We don't uh, want to encourage too much. And Rob, this weekend, so the the match tomorrow where are you on Sunday yeah Kilmarnock Dundee United I'm at tomorrow and then I'm at Tibbs and Aberdeen on Sunday so looking forward to seeing some football Ali looking forward to so much football this weekend yes not going to be able to make it to St Johnson St Mirren game but I am very much going to be able to be watching it on uh, I'll try and pay pay per view somehow I'll find out you either get it for free well no because I'm not I'm not doing St Mirren TV it's only at the home games oh okay so but you can pay per view for St Johnson so I'll watch it that way that's it. What a week it's been. Who would have believed Celtic would be out of the Champions League uh, before the end of August? But we're back uh, on Monday. We'll find out what's happened at the weekend as Celtic chase 10 in a row. Rangers go for that title. Although Hebs, Aberdeen and everyone else have other ideas. Thanks so much for joining us. Good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.